With just one week until Halloween, it's time to get spooky. And what better way than reading about some seriously creepy places? Hello, and welcome to Talk Bookish to Me, the podcast where readers gather to talk about books, share recommendations, and chase that five-star feeling. I'm your host, Gwen, and today I'm joined by Kat to recommend some haunted house books that will have you looking behind every curtain and sleeping with the lights on. Hi everyone, I'm Kat. My YouTube channel is Cat Chats. There I read a little bit of everything, but mostly thrillers, romances, and horror. So I'm very excited to talk about some good haunted house recommendations today. Yeah, I figured you were the perfect person for this. <laughs> um, but before we share our haunted house book recommendations, I'd like to know what you're currently reading and what your last five-star read was. I'm very excited to talk about my currently reading because I just feel like it's the perfect book for fall. It's At the Coffee Shop of Curiosities by Heather Weber. And I would describe this as kind of Gilmore Girls-esque, but set in the South with a little bit of magic. We're following two women, Ava, as she has just come to the town on a whim, and Maggie, who has lived in this town for her entire life. They're both dealing with loss, and so far it's been a really slow, soft story, but one that feels really whimsical and cozy, and I'm really enjoying it so far. And the audiobook has some great Southern accents. Oh, that's good to hear. I have heard really good things about this. I feel like it's making the rounds. Like it's yes. really, did it just come out? Is that the thing? I think in like August or something. Okay. So like basically perfect timing for fall and everybody's yes. putting it on their TV. Okay. Awesome. Well, I'm glad to hear that you're enjoying it. As for my last five star, it's on the completely opposite end of the spectrum. It's May of Fly by CJ Lead. And this is an extreme horror novel. So definitely look into trigger warnings first. But we're following Mayfly throughout her life. She works at Disneyland as Elsa. A man comes into town that she's interested in. Her mother is ill, just going through normal life things. But she's always had a really dark mind and very quickly becomes unhinged. I really love reading about villainous characters and I loved the writing. And the author talks about how men are so often allowed to be villainous and be bad people. But when we have villainous female characters, their darkness always needs to be explained and they need to have some sort of tragic background to justify their actions. So the author created Maeve with that in mind, and I just loved it. That's awesome. I have never had this book pitched to me. I've seen it around, but I never knew what it was about. I had no idea that Mayfly was the character's name. So yes, <laughs> just learned that. <laughs> Whether it's a hotel or apartment building, a creaky old mansion, or a suburban home, haunted houses derive their horror from feelings of invasion and violation. The monsters are supposed to be outside, but in haunted house books, the monsters are inside with you, violating your sense of security. Looking out your window and seeing something staring back at you is scary, but lying in your bed and hearing something move inside your house, that's going to be worse, in my opinion. Um, so Kat, why don't you start us off with your first recommendation? The first book I want to recommend is Episode 13 by Craig DeLuey. This is an adult horror novel told in a mixed media format. So you have things like journal entries and text messages and emails between the characters. 
you're following the cast of a ghost hunting reality TV show, and they're filming their 13th episode. They go to this mansion that used to be a research foundation where a lot of strange experiments took place. If you like found footage horror movies, I really think you'll like this one. It has the same sort of feel. And I also want to recommend the audiobook for this. I thought it was so good. It has a full cast and is also fully dramatized. Like there's one part in the book where they're walking through a tunnel and in the audiobook their voices sound really echoey and you can hear like water dripping in the back and it just made for such a fun and immersive reading experience. Ooh, that sounds so good. I actually have this on my TBR, so you're definitely making me want to pick it up because I love audiobooks and when they when they go that extra mile, it just makes me that much more excited. <laughs> yes. Um, Okay, I'm going to start with a middle grade recommendation. And I know people are probably rolling their eyes, but trust me, this book was actually creepy. It's Spirit Hunters by Ellen O. And this is book one in a high stakes middle grade mystery series about Harper Rain, um, the new seventh grader in town who must face down the dangerous ghosts haunting her younger brother. It's a riveting ghost story and captivating adventure, and it will have you guessing at every turn. I never knew what was going to happen next. I was literally on the edge of my seat, and it's also a fast read because it is a middle grade story. And it just was unlike anything I've ever read, especially for a middle grade. It was terrifying. Essentially, it's a possession story, but the humans in the story are actually getting hurt. Not like spooked, like, ooh, but like so bad that they have to go to the ER, like broken bones, thrown downstairs. Like it was freaking me out. Um, Harper and her family, they recently moved from New York City to Washington, D.C., And as soon as they get there, Harper immediately gets bad vibes from the new house. And the moment she steps through the door, she's just like feeling like a strange energy that just doesn't feel right. And then she starts hearing rumors that her house is haunted. And she begins to believe that the rumors um, are true when her younger brother, Michael, starts acting strange. So if you're willing to take a chance on it, I'm positive you'll be shocked. It scared me. Yeah. (laughs) You're always reading really good middle grade. It makes me want to try it out a little bit more. Yeah, I think this is a good one. I haven't. It is the first book. I think there's an at least one other book out. I haven't continued in the series because I'm like, it's kind of scary. I don't know if I want to get that dark. <laughs> you know, like I've, I've read possession stories before. I've read obviously haunted house books before. But this one was like different. And I'm like, wow, I'm trying to imagine like an eight to 12 year old reading this. I would be freaked out. <laughs> All right, the next book I want to recommend, I hesitated recommending it because I know it's an older book from such a popular author, so I'm sure a lot of people have read it, but it's Home Before Dark by Riley Sager. It remains my favorite of his, so I just have to recommend it. This is about a woman named Maggie, and when she was a child, her family lived in this house for only about two weeks until they fled in the middle of the night because of freaky paranormal things that were going on. 25 years later, her father has died and left the property to Maggie, and she returns to get everything in order to sell it because she wants nothing to do with it anymore when these unexplainable things start happening again. You also get several chapters of her father's book, which is called House of Horrors, that he wrote about their experience in the house. I loved the tone of this one. Right from the beginning, everything just feels so unsettling and ominous and creepy. 
when I read this, I remember I actually had to sleep with my lights on one night because I was getting so freaked out. Yeah, I love that you recommended this. It's so surprising for people like I feel like on, you know, BookTube and Bookstagram, you know, we do tend to see a lot of the same books recommended over and over again. But I recently like, when was it? I think it was like towards the end of summer, I started attending an in-person book club. And there were like several people in my book club that have never read a Riley Sager book, not just Home Before Dark, but like any Riley Sager. And I was like, what? How how are there people out there? <laughs> right. We're like in such a bubble. We are. So when people feel bad, I'm like, no, you need to recommend it because people have not read the book yet. So yeah, I love that you recommended this. It is a really, really good one. So for my next recommendation, I want to give a young adult recommendation. And it is called Delicious Monsters by Liselle Sambury. And it's more of like a psychological thriller that follows two teen girls navigating the treacherous past of a mysterious mansion 10 years apart. So we have Daisy who sees dead people um, and then something impossible to forget in bustling ghost pack Toronto. She usually manages to deal with her unwanted ability, but she's completely unprepared to be dumped by her boyfriend. So when her mother inherits a secluded mansion in Northern Ontario, where she spent her childhood summers, Daisy jumps at the chance to escape. But the house is nothing like Daisy expects and she begins to realize that her experience with the supernatural might be no match for her mother's secrets nor what lurks within these walls. Now, a decade later, we have Brittany, who is desperate to get out from under the thumb of her abusive mother, a best-selling author who claims that her stay at the Miracle Mansion allowed her to see the error of her ways. But Brittany knows that's nothing but a sham, so she decides that the new season of her popular haunted web series will uncover what happened to a young Black girl in the mansion 10 years prior and finally exposes her mother's lies. But as she gets wrapped up in the investigation, she'll have to decide if she can only bring one story to light, which one matters most, Daisy's or her own. I have to say, I was reading this at home and my husband was not here and I was genuinely getting freaked out because <laughs> things were happening like in my real life. And then I would read about it in the book like 10 pages later. And I was like, wait, what is happening? So I just oh felt like God. I was kind of like living in the book. Like um, I have AirPod Maxes. So I'd like put them on. And back when I used to be a teacher, I had a whole bunch of those like kid bop songs like stowed in my phone. So like we could do it for like cleanup songs or whatever like that. And of course I haven't, I, I mean, I haven't been teaching for like five years. So I haven't touched that playlist or any, I, I kind of forgot about it to be completely honest. But um, I had finished making dinner and I came back to my office and I was listening to the book. So I put on my um, headphones and one of the kids bops songs started playing. Um, and it was a bop. So I was singing along. I was <laughs> loving it. I was, you know, I was grooving. And then I was like, okay, let's turn this off. Let's get back to our audiobook. And literally, I'm not even kidding you, like 10 pages later, this like, teenage girl says that her favorite music to listen to is kids bop. I was like, that would freak me out. What are the odds? Literally, kids bop? Are you kidding me? There's not an 18 year old that's going to go around saying kids bop is their favorite music. <laughs> and then I had on, I was dressed for bed. It was a little bit later on in the book. I was dressed for bed and the, um, 
like shirt that I had on was like a little bit thicker. And I was like, mm, this is too hot. I'm gonna like change, my, I gotta get on something thinner. So I put on this like dark orange um, like shirt. And then <laughs> within 10 pages, she describes what her mother's wearing and it's jeans and a dark burnt orange shirt. And I was just like, why is this happening to me? So I was genuinely, I was just, I was like, okay, what is happening? Why do I have to be home alone right now reading this book? I'm done with this for right now. But yeah, it was a really good book. And she also has a YouTube channel, like AuthorTube channel, um, Lisa Sambury does. So I would highly recommend checking it out because she has a great personality and her book covers are so beautiful in like a creepy way. But I love them. Yes. <laughs> I've seen this one around a few times and it's tempted me and you're tempting me. Yeah. <laughs> so the next book I want to recommend is The House on Abigail Lane by Keelan Patrick Burke. This is one that's less outwardly obviously scary and a little bit more weird and mind bendy i think maybe if you're a fan of like black mirror you could maybe get on with this um, but there are definitely some creepy and unsettling moments still it's a short novella where you learn all about the house on abigail lane and all of the unexplainable things that have happened over the years people have gone missing under very strange circumstances groups of cats and dogs have like shown up and sat and stared at the house for hours on end and then just left and no one knew why people are seeing and hearing weird things that they can't explain it's a really short one. It's like 90 pages, I think. So if you're just looking for something quick and weird, I think this is a good one. I haven't read anything by this author, but maybe it's because of the season, but I'm getting a lot of recommendations by this author. So I feel yes. like I need to, I mean, they all seem pretty short, like a sour candy was another one that was recommended to me. And now this one, I'm like, I need to pick up something. <laughs> yes, I've read a few novellas from him and they've all been like really good and scary. That's awesome. All right, another popular one, but I have to throw it out there, The Turn of the Key by Ruth Ware. If somehow you haven't read this book, I want to recommend it because it's my highest rated Ruth Ware. I believe I've read seven of her books so far. It's a gothic mystery set in a smart house. So think like a Victorian home that was upgraded with every smart gadget imaginable, and it's all run through an app. It sounds like a fun home to be a nanny in, right? Except maybe not so much when weird stuff starts happening, including being watched through the app and the kids are not easy at all and the parents just leave to go out of town before you've even situated yourself it has the perfect eerie vibes that i crave in a haunted house story i loved this one the next one i want to recommend is watch over me by nina LaCour. i'm so excited that you're recommending this i completely when i saw your recommendations i was like oh she's right this is to oh this i love nina LaCour. i just love her and this was so good. <laughs> yes. And I think it's one, because of the tone of it, I don't think about it often. Yeah. So when I sat down to think of some recommendations for this, it came to mind. And I also thought it was perfect. Doesn't she have Again, like a dreamy, like hazy quality to her writing? Like, I always exactly. feel like I'm in a trance when I'm reading her books. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> how I would describe it. Like, misty, which it doesn't yes. make sense. But just like, <laughs> you have to trust us, y'all. <laughs> Yes, it sounds weird, but it's true. And this is another one. If you're wanting something less scary um, and more just like melancholy and a little heavy and sad, 
This is a young adult magical realism about a young girl named Mila, and she's aging out of the foster care system, and she's going to stay with a family who tend to take in kids like Mila who don't really have anywhere else to go. They live on a farm, and it's pretty much just widely known and accepted that there are ghosts on this farm. And it talks a lot about grief, guilt, loneliness, learning to forgive yourself, and has a really nice found family element. It's very understated and quiet and just such a good autumnal book. I could not agree more. I am so, I would not even thought of this book. Like I, it wasn't <laughs> even on my radar to even recommend, but this is, I would say you guys have got to try this one. It, even Nina LaCour's other books, they're all so different, but they all have that same like, I don't know, just like we said that like dreamlike trance, misty, like quality to them. Um, and I just can't wait to read more by her. But I've read, I think, everything. Has she published anything new this year that you know about? I don't think so. I think her last book maybe came out last year. The Year by Buena or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I read that one. And that was good. It had a lot of characters. But it was good. <laughs> I love all of her books. So I'm just waiting for something else, Nina. Get on it. <laughs> Um, okay, my next recommendation is The Spite House by Johnny Compton. And in this one, we have our main character, Eric Ross, and he is on the run from a mysterious past with his two daughters in tow. And he comes across a strange ad for the Mason House in this town in Texas. And he thinks that they might have finally caught a lucky break because they've just been searching for like a place to say stay that's safe and you know that he can just start living like kind of like a fresh clean slate, you know. Um, but this Mason property is notorious for being one of the most haunted places in Texas, and it needs a caretaker of sorts. So the owner of the property is looking for proof of paranormal activity. And Eric thinks, I can do this. All they need to do is stay in the house and keep a detailed record of everything that happens there, provided the house's horrors don't drive them all mad like the caretakers before them. It's also pretty short. It's under 300 pages. So this is one I definitely want to get to this season. My next recommendation is Kill Creek by Scott Thomas. This is an adult horror novel following a group of horror authors. They're all invited to stay the night on Halloween at this infamous haunted house, and it's all going to be live streamed as a PR stunt. It sounds like it's all going to take place at this house, but you really follow the authors in the days and weeks after they leave, and you see how spending the night there affects their lives. If you like Stephen King, I would try this out. The writing style really reminded me of Stephen King in the way that it's like almost a little bit too detailed and a little bit too much, but I still really liked it and it has some really good scary moments. That sounds fun. Um, my next recommendation is a new release. I think it came out like within the last couple of months, The September House by Carissa Orlando. And in this one, a woman is determined to stay in her dream home even after it becomes a haunted nightmare. Every September, blood pours down the walls and the house becomes filled with screaming ghosts, but every house has problems. While Hal wants to leave, that's her husband, Margaret digs in, and when Hal does leave and Margaret's daughter Catherine comes home to investigate, the boundaries between real and not real get more and more blurry. The story is much more about survival and resilience as it is about the literal ghost stalking the halls of the beautiful Victorian home. So like I said, it's a new release. Add it to your TBR. This one sounds so good. 
My next book is The Grip of It by Jack Jemps. This is about a young couple and they just bought a new home and strange things quickly start to happen after they move in. They find rooms that nobody knew were there, stains appear on the walls, and then the same sort of stains appear as bruises on Julie's skin. And as they try to figure out what's going on, they find their neighbors and the previous residents have some strange secrets that they're keeping. This is personally my favorite kind of horror, where it's just a slow, creeping dread, and the things happening start off smaller and are kind of easily explainable by like, oh, my husband must have just done that, but they just start to escalate more and more and everything builds to a big bang. This is another one that has kind of like a weird fever dreamy type feel to it. Ooh, I think I like that too. <laughs> so I'll yes. have to check that one out. Another newer release, The Stranger Upstairs by Lisa M. Matlin. And I want to preface this with you kind of have to stick with this one a little bit. Um, I'm very much a plot driven reader. And for so much at the beginning of the book, I was like, nothing is happening. Nothing is happening. But I thought the payoff was worth it in the end. But this has been within my friend group and within people that I've talked to about this book. It's been a very decisive book. People either love the ending or they hate the ending. I personally loved it, so I'm recommending it. <laughs> it's about a social media influencer with a secret past who buys a murder house to renovate, but finds out more than she has bargained for behind the peeling wallpaper in this gothic psychological debut. So she is a therapist and self-help author. Her name is Sarah Slade, and she just bought the infamous Blackwood House, a gorgeous Victorian home in the community of her dreams. She plans to renovate the home and turn a profit. The house has a past, and it doesn't seem to want any changes happening to it. Forty years ago, Blackwood House owner Bill Campbell killed his wife and his daughter, and since then, the house has stood empty and silent. Sarah, however, isn't scared away by the house's sordid past and hopes that this will be the fresh start she and her husband need. But as renovations get underway, things quickly become a nightmare. Bizarre accidents plague the builders, threatening notes start showing up around the home, unexplained footsteps can be heard in the attic, even the neighbors seem to hate Sarah. With every passing moment, Sarah's life spirals further out of control. Um, so it sounds like it's going to be like action packed, but it's not really. Like I said, there's not a lot going on, but then things get really crazy. And I really liked the ending. So, and there's also a really good author's note, but please don't read it ahead of like finishing the book. The author's <laughs> notes at the end for a reason. So wait to read the author's note till you read the book. Yes. And you're right with this being divisive because I'm someone who hated the ending. Did you? Did you? Yeah. I yes. thought it was, I thought it was great. <laughs> I won't say too much. My next recommendation is How to Sell a Haunted House by Grady Hendrix, who is one of my favorite horror authors. Yes. This is an adult horror novel about siblings Louise and Mark after their parents' death. They have always had a really strange relationship, but they have to come together to get everything sorted for like the funeral and get the house taken care of. Their mother has always had an affinity for dolls and making her own puppets, so there are a ton in the house. And they soon start to experience things that make it seem like the house doesn't want to be sold and the dolls and the puppets don't want to be donated or get gotten rid of. If you're scared of puppets and dolls like I am, this is the <laughs> one for you. Um, another audiobook I would definitely recommend because there is a voice used mm. for the puppet mm -mm. that is so freaky, <laughs> like gives me chills. Mm -hmm. 
And it also talks a lot about generational trauma, family secrets, and grief. I also love Grady Hendrix. So anytime anybody wants to recommend Grady Hendrix, I'm (laughs) like, yes. Um, Okay, so a few other quick recommendations here. White Smoke by Tiffany D. Jackson. It's young adult. It's not haunted house specific, but it has the vibes. Um, Household items vanish, doors open on their own, lights turn off, shadows walk past rooms, voices can be heard in the walls, and there's a foul smell seeping through the vents that only Marigold seemed to notice. Another one is The Book of Cold Cases by Simone St. James. All Simone St. James are paranormal in some way. Um, This is definitely one one of my favorites of hers. It's about a true crime blogger that gets more than she bargained for while interviewing the woman acquitted of two cold case slayings. And then we have not a personal favorite of mine, but it has the perfect atmosphere. Mexican Gothic by Sylvia Morena Garcia. It's a gothic house in the surrounding town. Like I said, it creates the perfect atmosphere while trying to rescue her cousin, Noemi. How do you say this name? No. I think it's Noemi. Noemi, that's it. Noemi becomes mesmerized by the terrifying yet seductive world of High Place, which is the house, and may soon find it impossible to ever leave the enigmatic house behind. Um, There's also Malice House by Megan Shepard. And after the death of her father, Malice House has been left to Haven. And she goes there, basically the same setup as the Grady Hendrix book that we talked about. She's kind of like sorting through, you know, all of this stuff. Um, And her marriage is shambles so she goes to this place and she stumbles upon an unpublished manuscript of her father's called bedtime story for monsters and things just get wild from there um and then if you want something super short check out the grown-up by jillian flynn it's only 65 pages and it packs a punch it's about a psychic who is hired to help a woman who fears her house is haunted and her stepson is possessed and then if you love comics and graphic graphic novels as much as I do. I'd like to suggest Lock and Key by Joe Hill. I don't even know how many volumes there is. There's also like <laughs> a show. Um, after their father is murdered under mysterious circumstances, the three Lock siblings and their mother move into their ancestral home called Key House, which they discover is full of magical keys that may be connected to their father's death. So that's a wrap on Haunted House book recommendations. But before you go, I wanted to shout out my Patreon community, the Night Owls. They make all of this possible. Patreon exclusive content coming in November includes my October reading wrap up, a cozy hobbies live stream, new merch, a 72 hour squasher goals readathon, an insight into a fun December reading challenge that I'm going to do. So consider joining the ranks for as little as $5 a month. But this has been so much fun, Kat. Thank you so much for sharing all of your recommendations with me today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to add some more books to my TBR. Yeah, that's always the best part of the year. You're like, yay, my TBR. <laughs> yes. Talk Bookish to Me is a bi-weekly podcast bringing you book discussions, recommendations, and literary topics galore. Rate and review the podcast on Apple and Spotify. Be sure to tag me on Instagram at TalkBookishPodcast and your listening selfies and stories. The link for Patreon is in the show notes along with Kat's social media. Until next time, happy reading. 